MoneyWeb now on The Money. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Chatting now with uh, Keith McLaughlin, you find him at Integral Asset Management. Uh, Keith, appreciate the early morning time. One of the trends we've seen this year, kind of in response, in large part, I imagine, to to supply chain challenges, have been build-up of inventories across industries, sectors, companies, local, global. My first thought of it was actually in a high inflation environment, this isn't necessarily bad because you're buying it today to sell it maybe in in three or six months, you get a slightly uh, better price. But of course, much like with any sort of hedge in a sense, that's nice, but fairly short-term in nature. Morning, Simon. Um, perhaps let's paint the full picture because it's been quite a complicated, uh, let's call it two and a half going on three years, yeah. where at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, retailers, uh, and remember, a supply chain is a complex series of push and pull variables from a mine in a factory all the way to a retailer selling to an end consumer. Um, and at the beginning of the pandemic, the retailers panicked uh, globally, discounted everything and liquidated stocks because they thought they're going to be fighting for bankruptcy. Mm. Um, but then what happened is the biggest consumer economy in the world, being America, sent money into everyone's uh, bank accounts and consumers turned around and went to shops that were empty because everything had been sold. Uh, the retailers obviously then uh, looked into their supply chains and tried to restock. But at this period, the supply chains globally were quite messed up. Um, and you had container container ships being rerouted, delays happening, things being uh, stuck in ports and locked down. And you had uh, these huge disruptions that led to about uh, you know, 12 to 18 months of just struggling to restock stores. So the only actual solution, uh, in the short term at least, to messed up supply chains for retailers and and everyone along the retail chain, we've got wholesalers and all the way down to factories, was to buy more. You cannot sell uh, what's not on hand. So they went out, they ordered double, triple, uh, and all of that arrived. But all of that is sitting now, and what we've seen this year, Walmart, Costco, Target, yeah. even Nike, high, higher up upstream, is Gaza reporting huge inventory balances. And they're reporting these huge inventory balances um, just at a period where the U.S. yield curve is heavily inverted. Uh, consumers are under pressure. You know, look at Europe and UK where where uh, the percentage of your income that's paying gas bills is is rising exponentially. Um, and we are entering what looks to be arguably a recessionary environment globally, um, overstocked. Uh, now, some of that overstocking, as you said, is paying for a product at higher prices because the commodity prices, the input prices have run. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, some of those have rolled over. Other than the energy spaces, most commodities uh, that go into products uh, are lower than they were, let's call it six months to 12 months ago, when, when all of this was being made and ordered and flowing flowing across. So you've locked in higher, higher prices, um, but you're also entering a period with lower demand. Um, but certainly some of this is there is more volume sitting in warehouses, more volume sitting in uh, sitting in shops. Uh, and depending on who you are, some of this is going to have to be discounted to move, which, which, which convolutes the inflation argument as well. 
And that's really where we're sitting today. It's, we're entering a very strange period. So, so uh, I take your point. And there's two things. I mean, they've got all this inventory. It's sitting on shops. It's sitting in warehouses. Um, they're doing this in, a, in an environment where the consumer is under pressure. I mean, as you say, just everything is, is pushing on, back on the consumer. They're going to have to do some level of discounting. And that's going to hurt margins because this is going to be at, at, at lower margin. And it, it, frankly, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make, I don't want to say ruinous results, but it's certainly going to make results that are going to be deeply unattractive and from a lot of them. And we saw it from Target earlier this year, um, although Walmart seems to have solved the problem, Target certainly has not. Well, it does depend what your mix is. Mm-hmm. Um, some inventory is durable and some is perishable. Um, and I would classify fashion as perishable. Let me, let me give you an example mm-hmm. of two sl- uh, slightly higher upstream uh, retailers. So in the clothing apparel space, you've got Nike and you've got Levi Strauss. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them, if you have a look at the last quarter's set of results, inventory was up 40 to 44%, which is a significant <laughs> jump. Um, but Nike is panicking and discounting because a large proportion of their inventory is fashion Let's call it at leisure, but it's effectively fashion tied in and seasonal. Mm. Whereas Levi Strauss, if you listen to their results, went to at length talking about that they've stocked up non-seasonal and non-fashion related. Uh, so their 501s and things like that, that season in, season out, year in, year out is Levi Strauss and people will keep buying. Um, yeah. So, so it, it's also not across the board who's going to be impacted and how one is impacted. I mean, a, a, another example is you have a look at Sprouts Farmer's Market that predominantly stocks only perishables. You know, we're talking groceries here. That's hard to overstock. Um, not yeah. to stay on the shelf that long. No, I take your point. Uh, whereas <laughs> you're, stocking for the, you're stocking for the weekend rather than, I like your point with Levi's. 501 has been the same for 100 years. A quick last question. There's another implication here. Because of all this stocking up, manufacturers were getting orders coming, rushing in, whether it was, you know, whatever it might have been that, 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 that you were particularly manufacturing. But that's brought a massive pull forward. And now the manufacturers are going to see less orders because of the, the high uh, stock levels. And, and, and that's going to f- trickle through to them too. Definitely. We can see this in the shipping rates. Shipping rates have collapsed yeah. 85, 90%. Um, no one is shipping if no one is ordering. Uh, so w- once again, a supply chain is a, a series of complex push and pulls all the way from a factory and a mine building the original product all the way to uh, a retailer and consumer buying it. And at this point, yeah, there, there's a lot of distortions in it. Absolutely one at factories and one at uh, one, one with the shipping company. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought, of course, the shipping rate absolutely collapsed. We're going to feel it all over the place. Keith McLaughlin, uh, Integral Asset Management. Always appreciate the early morning insight. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.